Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Steelers Preview. I am Jeff Hartman here with you. It's Thursday night. That's You know what it is. It's always been the Steelers Preview on Thursday night, unless it's on a Wednesday night or some other night. But typically, <laughs> Thursday night, Steelers Preview night. Joining me as always, Brian Anthony Davis, our podcast producer. What's up, Brian? This is my fun night because I feel like I'm at the bar. I'm just not drinking. I'm just hanging out with my boys, talking some stillers. There you go. Dave Schofield. What's up, Dave? How are you? Um, doing all right. I'm very happy to be back where it's all three of us here. And um, mm-hmm. if Bri- Brian says it's just a fun night, so I'll just say, hey, this week I'm on bottom. I guess you guys get to do all the work, and I'll just kind of sit here. Oh, gosh. The innuendos <laughs> are disgusting in that situation. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. What are you saying? This, okay. This, this. okay. All right. Oh, my so, brain. I can't scrub it. <laughs> awful all right well let's uh let's i want to do something that's very important right now uh based on the fact that we had a commenter on youtube uh earlier in the week when dave and big bro rich had a great show with sam highsmith that's alex highsmith's father it's a great show i did not watch it on youtube i listened to it on audio because we need the downloads anyways um it was a commenter said, what's all this talk about family when we're going to break down the uh what we should be breaking down positions let me say something my goodness, we are breaking down this team every which way and sideways, you, no matter what show you're talking about. So that individual, and if he's watching or listening, whatever, you know who you are. Chill out, all right? We're going to have the entire month of July to break everything down. If we talk about being a father or a player's dad, for crying out loud, <laughs> give us a break. Goodness gracious. And Shield91 comes in to save the day for me going on an epic rant. It gives us five bucks. Thank you, Shield. 
He said, just got done training, have to run to dinner with friends, but I'll catch the show tomorrow. I hope you guys had a great week. You know, Shield is someone that always said he was going to chime into my uh, locker room. Now it's the green room. What a stupid name change. Anyways, um, yeah, they changed the name of the app. But anyways, he was like, oh, when it comes to Android, I'll join you. And then he made up this, he just made it up that he's doing some triathlon training. I don't believe it. But anyways, uh, thank you <laughs> they, for the They changed it from the locker room? Yeah, the they changed it from so locker yeah, Exactly. My guess is that they're trying to expand it outside of sports. Oh, They want to have rooms that are for anything, whether it's we're watching the Oscars together. I mean, I don't care about that, but someone might. If you oh, listen on to awesome. our audio podcasts, you've heard commercials for the locker room app. Yeah, they're going to change that, I'm on, sure. our, on our podcast. I'm like, why would you spend all this time advertising? And then now it's well, the same name. Spotify runs locker room slash green room. So I'm sure those ads will just be changing. Shortly. Gotcha. Gotcha. Anyways, anyways, let's talk about football because we can't talk about anything else. I mean, if we're not talking about pigskin football 24 7 then we fail as a podcast platform you suck dave and brian yeah you know i'm gonna jump in here because i was gonna reply i was gonna reply nice but you know then i was thinking about it we do let's ride three times a week stat geek then we've got the live mic man we're breaking down everything and i know everything that goes on in these shows because i'm producing them and I'm putting them together. Then every other show, my gosh, we had somebody from the University of Miami yesterday. We are running original shows right now. We're running about 14 to 15 original shows a week. And that doesn't even count the part twos. I'm not even saying that. Once we get into the regular season, we're going to have so much more. But when I throw in Tales from 2 a.m. on Sunday, it's not going to be, it's going to be about football, but the landscape of football. It's going to be family again because. Spoiler alert! I'm gonna have my dad on the show. I'm I'm bringing in Bill Davis, my dad. And Don't we have uh, a Bill Davis in the live chat typically? Yeah, not the same guy. That's gonna be like Bizarro World. That's gonna yeah. be weird. Like Bill <laughs> Davis. I expect Bill Davis to be in that live chat. <laughs> and and you know what? The Bill Davis, who's a fan of ours, always puts complimentary things about me on YouTube. And in the comments, and it probably looks like it's my dad, but it's not. Well, we'll have to see if Bill Davis is there, because if not, it might be your dad. It might be his yeah. burner account. <laughs> yeah. He just named his burner that account man, his actual name. <laughs> that man has no burner account. <laughs> he, he's he's. I met your dad. I know he does not have a burner account. Because <laughs> I got to tell you what, I'm not technologically advanced. <laughs> and dad is... <laughs> That's not even close. All right. Well, we're talking too much about non-football stuff. We need to get down to brass tacks here, okay? Football, football, football. That's why you're here. That's what we're talking about. I hope that guy never listens to an after show or what we, the after party <laughs> after because party. Uh, that's not football talk. Which Dave is lobbying to bring, bring back. Next back. Bring <laughs> it back. Well, we'll bring ask the people in the back. live chat that are watching, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube, if you would like us to see starting next week, the second half of our show to be the after party, that style of show. Let us know. Majority it's the right rules. time of year to do it. It, it is the right time of year to do it. I'll put it that way. Yeah. We Go, need bro. 15 after parties in the live chat to make it a go. How about that? Okay. All right. Let's see. We will see. In the meantime, let's talk about some news. There has been a lot of news this week. I'm sure that this has been talked about on the show so far. And so day three today, Thursday of minicamp wraps up. And it's one of those situations where, we're talking about football and shorts, but yet it's, it's, it's definitely something to talk about guys. Let's talk about it as a whole. Did you learn anything? 
or is this kind of like, man, it's just, it's something that the NFL just kind of blows up. You know what I mean? Brian, we'll start with you. What are your thoughts after minicamp wraps up? You don't, I really don't have many thoughts because I didn't learn much. I learned that you have some guys on this team that are really looking to make a jump this year. I I learned that we're hearing a lot about Dwayne Haskins and how he's trying to put the past behind him. It hasn't been a long past, but he is glad to be in Pittsburgh, glad to have the chance, and he's saying all the right things right now. Does it trans, translate over to the season? We're going to see, which also, really, what I learned is perfect for the topic of this show tonight because it's a lot about there's sure bets and there's there's gambles but we're learning about the personality of these players and we're learning to get excited about the james pierres of the world will that translate so basically mandatory mini camps otas anything like that what it is it's a preview for a movie it's trying to get you excited to go see the real thing are you going to be disappointed the second half of that movie, like Dumb and Dumber or two or something like that? Yeah, I mean, it it could be something like that where it falls apart in the second act. Well, I'm talking about individual players, but that's what I'm learning that this is just all this is all football foreplay, is what it is. Mm, football foreplay. That's better than football in shorts. What about you, Dave? You've definitely been paying attention because we've done the tracker and stuff like that. So what are your thoughts after minicamp? Yeah, I've been having to be on top of things here the last three days and try to make sure that we're trying to give you the best content possible at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And I just have to say, minicamp, as much as we want to see everything on the field and we want to see that the – that they're learning the playbook or coming together as a unit or whatever. We just don't get to see that. The, honestly, the biggest thing that we get from minicamp is the extra player interviews and things like that. So it is more <laughs> speaking lip service and what we hear so much more than what we see. Cause we basically can't see them doing hardly anything. I mean, we got some very few limited clips of, individual workouts and things. So it's really more about the words. And I do want to say, because someone said in the live chat earlier, and it's someone who wants to say this, if you really want to know about the whole thing with Matt Canada and his comments about Ben Roethlisberger and doing what Ben Roethlisberger wants to do, I did an article for the website. It's was, was that yesterday? (laughs) I don't know. It's not at the top, but you have to scroll down for it. That actually gave all the entire answer to the question. It gave the it gave the question. It gave the answer to the question. It even gave the next question and his p- first part of that response to put it in context. So people that are like, oh, well, Canada's not doing anything. It's just going to be the Ben Roethlisberger show again. No, it's not. That's not what he said. That's not how it was perceived. And he actually said it in a way to try to disguise a little bit of what they're doing. He actually gave a pretty decent response. Might not have chose the best word there that some people are going to flip out on. But for those of you that think that you're just going to see the same old thing next year, um, that's not the plan. So just wanted to throw that in there. For me, minicamp, you know, people forget last season we didn't have, they didn't have minicamp. It was virtual. Mm-hmm. So it was rookie minicamp. And so for some of these players, this was their first experience. Chase Claypool talked about how important it was for the rookies to get in there and to meet people. He talked about how training camp was his first time actually meeting Ben Roethlisberger and how he was nervous and he didn't feel like he knew anyone. 
it does matter in that regard. Uh, I, I don't take much, I don't put much stock into anything that happens on the field. So like James Pierre had two interceptions on uh, good. What is that? Wednesday? Who cares? I don't care. Just like all the news of Tua threw six interceptions down in Miami. Who cares? It's minicamp. Like what the heck? No, no one cares, but I do care about hearing from Matt Canada for the first time since he was hired. I hear, I care about hearing Mike Sullivan, not the Penguins coach talk about what he thinks about the quarterback situation. And I, I do enjoy hearing from Mike Tomlin three days straight and hearing his take on things and these players. This is something we haven't actually been able to really talk about because we haven't heard from these guys. It was, I couldn't believe that it was the first time that fans have heard from Matt Canada since he was named the offensive coordinator back in January. So I do put some stock into Manny camp. It does give us, a little bit of a glimpse into what's going on. It, Keith Butler saying that they're probably going to be looking at outside linebackers after training camp. Yeah, he said that. So, I mean, if you pay attention, you will get some nuggets of information. Uh, again, I'm not putting much stock into on-field performances during minicamp, but at the same time, I'm not just going to throw it throw it out with the bathwater either. So keep that in the back of your mind. Okay, let's um, let's talk about the the title here. And Brian, I'm going to let you define it because you thought of this title for this show. And that was talking about gambles and sure bets for the 2021 season. Go ahead, Brian, explain what each of those is in your, your definition. We'll put it that way. Well, if you look at the roster, you could think about a lot of gambles. Matt Canada, is he a sure bet or is he a gamble? This is a new system. Are we, or are we just standing pat? With I mean, we're like, we're on 17, hold. You know, what are we looking at here? So Matt Canada is a good one to bring up. You know, is it a gamble to start a center that's a rookie from Illinois in Kendrick Green? Or is it more of a safer bet to go with a veteran, even though you're not that, a lot of people aren't excited about BJ Finney? You know, Ben Roethlisberger, is he a safe bet right now at this point, or is he a gamble being in Matt Canada's new system? There's so many things to look at, but you know, the safe bets on this team, you know, right now that it's a pretty safe bet to trust a guy like Najee Harris because of what you're seeing and his football pedigree. But in the end, he could be a gamble, but look at the other side of the ball. You know, that TJ Watt could be a safe bet, but what about everywhere else on that field? What happened with the, the corners? So there's so much to talk about. I don't want to ruin the whole thing, but that's yeah, what was going through my head when I was when I was coming up with the title. Okay, let's do it this way. We're going to go around. Each of us is going to give you a gamble. We'll start with gambles. And then we'll debate whether we agree or disagree if it is a gamble. And then we'll go through shore bets and we'll just keep going until we finish our list. I have four for each. So let's start with Dave. <laughs> Why? I don't have a list at all, man. I'm just ready oh, to roll. With this. Yes, but you're, you're <laughs> the Oracle. We ask you to yeah. do one. We ask you to do you one that. No, you said, Oh, we're not doing lists. No, you we never list. said that. Brian said, we're going to go around the horn. Like we had, you need to be all right. Brian had probably had uh, a list. Brian, do you have a list? You're prepared, right? No, I mean, I, it's not that uh, I, I just said I don't have a list. Not that I don't have my game. I can go bets. I usually hate going first, but I'll be glad to go first. I'll go first. You go first with everything. No, I, <laughs> yeah, and I hate going first. You know that, but no, I'm I'm actually ready. 
Okay, go. I'm like, I'm like Dirk Diggler. Oh, Come on, Jack, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. So I'm looking at the cornerback position as a giant gamble. And I've already talked about James Pierre. You also always already said, Jeff, two interceptions in minicamp, big deal. Because this is what scares me about minicamp is are we taking a player, and we seem to do this every offseason, we anoint them, we crown them. And I would... I want to uh, bring up Shannon White, who they were joking with him on the uh, hangover the other night when he joined Tony and I, and that you might see more of him on that show. They were joking because he is definitely on the James Pierre bandwagon. He is the president of the fan club right now. But do we just take this guy that says, oh, you know what? He could be good. And we throw him in completely unproven. The guy has never played a preseason game in the NFL. He was an undrafted free agent. They thought enough about him to not dangle him on the on the practice squad last year because they knew they were going to lose him. And that's something that Dave Schofield brought up last year when when they were when he was talking about the practice squad and James Pierre. So they think enough of this guy to put him on the roster and save him there. We saw a very little bit of him, but I think it's a major gamble to ship Steven Nelson out of town. And throw it at guys like Cam Sutton, possibly, and James Pierre. James Pierre even more because he is completely unproven. Okay, um, let me ask you about this, and I'm not disagreeing necessarily. Would you agree that it was either it was either going to be Nelson or it was going to be Hayden that got cut? I definitely agree with that. That it was going but- to be one or the other when, when in terms of the cap casualty. You know what? I I definitely agree with it, and everything looks good on paper. But when you look at paper, and then you look at the field, and you're like, "Oh no!" And that's that might be what's going to happen in the regular season. It, it's like I know it's your favorite movie, Christmas Vacation. You know, <laughs> he gets rid of the Christmas bonuses. It's the jelly of the month club. So basically, you, you got rid of the Christmas. Yep. All year long, Clark. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the thing. Is this, are these guys coming in for Nelson, the gift that keeps on giving? We don't know. We we definitely don't know. It, the gamble could really pay off, but you've got to label the, this guy a gamble in the whole situation, the gamble. Okay. Dave, do you agree or disagree with that? Where's the Tylenol? Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> um, Hallelujah. it's tomorrow Jeff and I are having an article where we, we already did one where we graded the depth at the various offensive positions. And then we're going to be grading the defensive positions for tomorrow. And one of the things I guess I'll kind of preview Jeff. I don't think he's even looked at what I put in there yet is that I'm not as, I'm not as worried at cornerback as some people are. I'm, I'm really not. I think I'm also want to want to, Tweak something that Jeff said. You said that it was either going to be Hayden or Nelson that got cut. Yeah, that, that was my that, that was my question. That's not what yes. I said. I, I said, do well, you no, think no, no. That's, do you yeah, think that's I, who would have been between? Gotcha. Yes, I understand what you're saying. I, the only thing I would tweak is got cut. I'm going to say had to do something about their salary cap number. Well, they, I think cap casualty officially. Yes. Well, yeah. because honestly. I understand because of his age that they didn't want to do an extension. Well, yet 
you know, maybe they wanted to see mini camp or things. Who knows? Maybe we could still see one in training camp if the Steelers were confident. But maybe they didn't want to do an extension with Joe Hayden dealing with his age and what his number is and everything else. And they looked at that. Maybe it's Stephen Nelson. I don't know. They say they didn't really try to. I think Nelson kind of had told him what he was wanting anyway. It's all speculation. But I don't know that it was definitely going to be a cut. It was that we can't have this number and we're not and we're only going to sign a deal that we're comfortable with. So it's cut. So that's why it ended up going that way. I still think that they when it all came down to it, they they knew they couldn't keep those two corners with that salary with the with those both of those salary cap numbers. And so they had to do something about it. So it ended up being a cut. Anyway. Let me ask a quick yeah. let me ask a quick question to both of you. Real okay. quick. What does it tell you that Steven Nelson is still a free agent? Brian, you can go first. Like, what does it tell you that he was released and no one has picked him up? His price tag and the value that he's putting on himself is not the same in 2021 to 31 other teams. Actually, let me rephrase that. 32 teams. Yeah. Dave? I think that's a good way to put it. Um, let's just say this. If he's going to play for less than what he thinks he's worth and only going to do it on a one-year basis, he might as well wait for the perfect situation. So there's really no rush to go in and sign something right now. And if he's unless he's getting the top dollar that he thinks that he will, which in this year, in 2021, with the salary cap situation the way it is, which has him where he is in the first place because of the Steelers, that he's if if he's not going to get a long-term deal of what he thinks he's worth. If he's going to be playing for less, he might as well wait until the right spot. I agree. Uh, before we move on, because Brian kind of brought this up, I did this a little different. I actually had specific players. So he said like the cornerbacks, which is fine. We can all do this in a different way, but I'll say this because I mentioned cornerbacks. I actually have James Pierre as a gamble. Mm -hmm. I have Cam Sutton as a sure bet. Okay, I think that I he's going to be. I, I think yeah. he's going to be really good. I, I they can they can move him and so put him in so many different places. I think he has better ball skills than Steven Nelson. Um, I think he's every bit as good the cover corner. There are certain things that Nelson did better, but at the same time, that's what I have. Anyways, okay. and I love I love um, that you did that, Jeff. But I want to ask Dave because mm -hmm. Dave really didn't answer the question here. Yeah, I didn't. I, had, I wasn't. I didn't get to that yet <laughs> because the reason being is. What are your thoughts? Do you feel that the you you you're comfortable with the cornerback uh, situation? But do you feel that this is a gamble right now to possibly start James Pierre? Um, I don't think they're starting James Pierre. I think they're starting Cam Sutton. I mean, unless you're talking that your that your nickel corner, if you're counting that as a starter, and I don't know that that's definite anyway. I think the Steelers did a really good job of bringing in so many possibilities. I mean. Just even listen to Coach Tomlin speak this week. It's not even that your quote-unquote nickel corner has to be a corner. They're even talking about safeties. I mean, look at all these names that could possibly play that position. Cam Sutton could slide in and you put someone else on the outside. It could even be James Pierre in the slot. See, Jeffrey doesn't like the Cam Sutton coming in. He doesn't think he's physical enough to play nickel. Um, then you have guys like... Antoine Brooks Jr. as a safety. You could even have someone like a Miles Killebrew as a safety slash linebacker. You could actually have your nickel corner or your nickel backer be a Robert Spillane. Then you have the young undrafted guys in, in Shakira Brown, even safety Lamont Wade, then the guy from Duke. I mean, 
you've basically have so many players that you're throwing in to have one or two of a possibility. That's all you need is one or two of them to actually pan out. And that's why I'm not as worried about it because they've, they've done so many things. And if you, and you're comparing it to pre Joe Hayden Steelers cornerbacks, you want to go before Joe Hayden and, and what Steelers fans had to deal with then this is way better. This is not a gamble compared. Yeah, to that. that's not the question. It's just though. a gamble compared to compared to the last two years. It, is it? Where yeah. come from? Okay, yeah. I just want to know if it's a safe bet because I don't think any of those I don't guys. Know that it's a safe bet. Are a safe I'm, bet. I think I'm more indifferent to it. I wouldn't. You know, I didn't know that everything had to that everything had to either be one or the other because I wouldn't put the cornerback like Jeff did as individual players. I would yeah. say as as that, but as the position as a whole, I don't know that I'd put it in one or the other category. Okay. okay, let's just – Dave Shipley gives us $5. Put that up there. Thank you, Dave. We appreciate it. He says, since we're talking about the defensive backfield, he said, if you're gambling at poker, who's your wild card in the defensive backfield? Um, I'll, I'll go first, and I, I think it is James Pierre. I think they're banking really hard on him at least being able to fill one of the roles that were vacated this past offseason. Whether it's on the outside, whether it's in the slot, doesn't matter. They are hoping. And no one's heard from uh, my buddy – my buddy Lustin, Lustin Jane, um, he's been a non-fact, I and mean, he's not getting any talk. No one's talking about him. Uh, and maybe and, and Shakur Brown, may, I don't know. I'm not sure, but I think James Pierre's the guy. If they're the wild card, they're putting all their chips on him. That's who I think. What about you, Brian? I think Terrell Edmonds is a major wild card because he's on the precipice of his career in Pittsburgh. Because what is going to happen right now? I mean, it's sink or swim right now. He does not have this. He does not have to be a lame duck this year, but this is definitely the year where he states his case to stay in black and gold, or he goes to Arizona. Okay, Dave. See, when I hear wild card, I think of that as like your ace in the hole because you want to be holding a wild card. To me, I'm I'm just interpreting that different because you're saying a wild card is. You could use them anyway. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? So it really comes out of what you mean by wild card. Do you mean you're, 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 are you talking question mark or are you talking that's your guy? Because to me, if I answer this before you guys said anything, I'm like, my wild cards make a Fitzpatrick because that's the guy I want more than anything. And I want wild cards. You know what I'm saying? But it's all in how you play cards. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think we're defining it differently. Yes, we are. That's, that's why I, that's just, question mark. I was like, what are these guys talking about? I, I just didn't read it that way. And, so I guess Seattle has two losses. I don't know. <laughs> All right, Dave, go ahead. Your turn for the gambles. I guess we kind of went into shore bets at the same time yeah. with Brian's, which is fine. No, so, we're just going to bring up discussion. Go ahead, Dave. Me, the, the gamble, do I do Brian and do a position group or do I do Jeff where I do a player? Well, wait, wait, wait. Hold on a second. Before we get yeah. into doing a Brian, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I started off with James <laughs> Pierre. Then oh, then I oh okay. And I, I kind of swerved a little bit, but no, I had a list of players as well. Oh no, okay. That I was just making sure because I could bring up a whole position group. He so, took a hard um, left turn at James Pierre, and then okay, wound up then, where then I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go with my biggest gamble. And remember, it's a gamble because remember, a gamble sometimes can really come come through for you, but Absolutely. it's a gamble. Then I'm going with Chuksa for. To me, that's the biggest gamble. If that's going to be your left tackle, it's a gamble that might fall. You could fall flat on your face. Now, I also had Chooks as one of my. He was my number two guy of who I would like to see or for could could take the biggest jump next year. 
He's having this opportunity in a contract year, change it to a position which is supposed to be more of his natural position. You know, and Jeffrey Benedict did the research on this, so I'm not going to take credit for it. They're like, well, when's the last time you played left tackle? Uh, in college. Yeah, it was at I'm going, which mission? Was it Central or Western? Central. I always get the two of them. Okay. No, I get it might have been stuff. Western. No, it was Western. I think it was one of the other Michigans <laughs> um, where, where he was, they're like, well, yeah, he played left tackle, but he was just there. Yeah. But he also went up against Bosa and TJ Watt. I don't remember which Bosa it was. I, my years go crazy. I don't, I can't keep those guys straight. They're, they're not Steelers. So I don't care. And didn't give up a sack. The only one who had a sack was TJ had a sack in the game, but it wasn't when he was going against the core for, he went on an inside blitz. So you can say that he's, this is coming into where he should be. At that time, but after Chukes, I mean, you've got a fourth round draft pick. You got a guy that really they didn't want to put on the field as a starter in Tampa. You really don't have much about behind him. That's that's to me the biggest gamble going into this year. Uh, I love it. I can't disagree with that. My my question is this though: What does it say to you? And I asked this with Stephen Nelson, you know, similar. What does it say to you that Chukes Okorafor is the guy, not Zach Banner? They're not saying it's an open competition. They say we're moving Chukes to left tackle. What does that say to you about him as a player? Because he gets crapped on all the time. Fans love, oh, he stinks. He's awful. I don't think he's that bad. Is he the best run blocker? No. Is he good in pass protection? Yes, I think he is good in pass protection. So, Brian, what do you think that means to you? What does it mean to you? That Chukes for is the guy that they're going to, they're like, we'll switch him. He'll be fine. It means a lot to me for the fact that it's not Zach Banner at left tackle. I want Zach Banner as my right tackle because he is more of the run guy and he is, he's more of a right tackle. Chukes, it's more of a natural position from where he came from, like Dave mentioned, at left tackle. And I want my left tackle watching a blind side. And I want my right tackle being able to uh, run block. Now, I'd love for them to do both, but I think Chooks is probably in the best position that he could be in. I one of those naysayers. So I I've been a naysayer because when it was Chooks versus Banner, I was on the Banner bandwagon. I was on the Banner wagon, mm-hmm. but I trust Chooks. And when Zach Banner comes on our show, like he did last year, and says, "Nah, Chukes is really good. We're not battling for a position because one of we're both getting getting jobs here." And so Chukes played admirably last year on the right side. We've seen guys move over to the left side, and we've seen a lot more question marks than Chukes. Trey Essex is one of them. Chris Scott, Jonathan Scott, those guys. I mean, there's been. Le- I mean. Th- Remember, Max Starks, who we, we revere, lost his job. We had Barrett Brooks there at one point, and we were winning championships. So I really like what we have in Shooks this year a whole lot more because I have found how driven he is. He's just not loud about it. He's kind of the guy that goes about his business. But business has, hasn't been bad. I just haven't noticed. Dave, go ahead. Yeah, just to say say even more, when we talked about that battle last year, we said, and I wanted to see Banner as well, because overall I thought Banner's a better fit at right tackle. And then therefore that would have left Chooks as the swing tackle where he could be filling in in either spot, which unfortunately had to fill in sooner than later. Chooks now has more experience, 
Okay. But we also know that Banner, when it came down to it, won the job. But I still think he had the advantage because it was at right tackle. But Chooks, it's it's all about West. We do know that he's Western Michigan. It was brought up in the live chat. And he also makes me want to go West because when it comes to him being this gamble, I am the king of wishful thinking. And I think he's going to come through. But I know it's a gamble, but I'm real. I'm really pulling for him and hoping that he's going to step up and have a good year because I think left tackle and another position on the offensive line we might bring up eventually um, is really the key to a lot of the Steelers' success this year. Very well said. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, coming off the break, everyone, what everyone's waiting for, and that's my gamble. So if you're in the audio side, I mean, you're going to want to join us for that. I mean, my gosh, I mean, come on. Part two, go over there. If you're watching live on Facebook or YouTube, stay tuned. We're not going anywhere. We'll be right back. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. <laughs> 